Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. You're making a face like I blew your eardrums out, Rick. You just scared me, that's all. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, it is September 18th, flying through week three of the NFL season, getting closer and closer to Thursday night football. Oh, man. I was going to correct you, but it is Jacksonville. Me. <laughs> wow. Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. Man, the game of the year right the there. I can't <laughs> wait for that one. <laughs> you, I'd rather... Well, you see, you see, we go into now, the you season. You want to watch it because you have Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I want to watch because I have Leonard Fournette. But I was just going to say, we go into the season, and we're we're like, before the season, we're like, oh, my God, I just want football. Any form of football. Give me football. Give me football. Give me football. And then we get to, like, Thursday night football, and we're all complaining about how bad football is. I'm like, <laughs> let's just enjoy what we have while we have it. So there's that. Wow. That's my wise name's words. Morgan. My name is Morgan Colby. Got Rick Lemon right across from me, as always. What's up? Uh, today, we will give you our week two booms and busts, as well as some trade targets. And we're going to break down eight matchups from the week, give you some matchup breakdowns. So, are you ready to get popping with us? Let's get it, homie. Uh, before we get into anything, be sure to go to our website, fantasychampions.com. Content, articles, rankings, everything. Just go there and do whatever you will. And turn up. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. Follow us on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you listen Apple's podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play. Click the bell for notifications on YouTube. Leave a comment, leave a review, all that stuff. Let's get right into booms and busts. <laughs> Dude, you zoom through that. Yes, I did. Um, week two, booms and busts. We're going to give you uh, three, three uh, well, not three guys. We're going to give you, we're going to go over the guys that went off this week. Okay. Just went. Bananas. Patriots defense. Patriots defense went bananas. Uh, highest scoring. Freaking. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. Uh, and then the bus guys that completely collapsed and ruined your fantasy week. Deshaun Jackson. I look at you. Joe Mixon. He's like Joe Mixon. Uh, so let's start off with our booms. Obviously, uh, we won't talk about the Patriots because that's ridiculous. Uh, they that th- that was kind of weighed in the end there because no, they you know did what have it is like though? three picks. Here, here's what I went for touchdowns or something ridiculous. They did. Like that. Whoever plays, if you have a defense playing Miami Dolphins, right. you start them. You start that defense. I don't care if it's Cincinnati Bengals defense. It's like you just I don't do care it. if it's... You just do it. You do it, bro. If somebody's facing Miami, just do it. Just do it. <sighs> <laughs> I played I played uh, Baltimore, and I got 18 week one, I think, against Miami. And then we got 37, so that's a good That's track what I'm record. saying. Good They're, track record. It, you're guaranteed double-digit points, I think. That's ridiculous. Um, Demarcus Robinson, wide receiver, Kansas City Chiefs. Talked about him on our last show. Waiver wire add. 32 fantasy points. Very good. He did go bonkers this week. That's most he'll probably ever have. <laughs> At least for this year. He's like, you know what I'm thinking? Like, you spend this entire offseason scouting and figuring guys out. And then Demarcus Robinson, week two. It's 32, 32 fantasy points. That's how it works, bro. That's exactly how it works. I remember doing my... Uh, my projections for the year, and Demarcus Robinson was the fourth receiver. Didn't give him any fantasy points. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're trash. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 31, normal day for him. Just another day in the office another for my boy Patty. Lamar Jackson, 30 fantasy points. You know, last week I Let's said, continue. Let's continue. Yeah, I was saying to everybody, give him another start, and you were like, if he does it again. Well, we don't need people who are not humble, boss. 
<laughs> no, I'm just saying. The He's streak like, continues, I was right. bro. The streak continues. <laughs> and you were, you, you were just saying, though. Who's he got next week? That is a very good question. Again, I should know these things off the top of my head. I got to look that up. But they, he did have a very easy matchup is what I will say. He's had, okay, so the next four weeks. He played weeks, the Dolphins in week one. So, like, let's. He had the Dolphins, and he had the Arizona Cardinals last week. Right, which two easy matchups. The His Chiefs, next two weeks supposedly are easy matchups. The Chiefs, I think, will be a high-scoring game, so I think he could do something in that game. Oh, that's going to get your popcorn ready, people. Oh, that's going to that's, that's gonna the game. game. Yeah, I think it's a one o'clock game, though. Lamar Jackson gets like. So two if you have a point. if you have a local, Why flex that so if you're like in Mi- if you live in Miami, we get to watch the Browns two sun- two freaking two well, night games in a row. I know. Flex it to Sunday night. Not unfortunately that you get the Browns out of there. That's lit. But if you if you're a Dolphins fan, I love Baker. You have to watch the Dolphins game and whoever they're playing. Instead of Chiefs Ravens because it's a one o'clock game. Yeah, that blows. It does blow. They'll probably flex it. I I would think they have to flex it. Um, Dak Prescott. Yeah, baby. Twenty eight fantasy points. My Zeke Dak stack Uh is working out so well for me right now. Love you, Zeke. Love you, Prescott. Um, He had twenty eight fantasy points. That offense. He started off in that game so slowly. It was like. I was like, I literally, I picked him up, I started him, and then after the first like quarter and a half, he had like negative one, two, four fantasy <laughs> points, and I was like, man, the last two years in fantasy for me, I have just lost. I've struck out on every single quarterback that I ever got. I literally him. last year started the season with Wentz, he blew, traded him away, started Luck, he blew, traded him away, got Wentz back, he blew, then tried to get Andrew Luck back, got him back, and then he blew. Yeah. I had two quarterbacks the whole season, well, and I traded them away guys, three times. Bro. Yeah, I'm just picking the wrong guys. You're right. Well, Dak Prescott ended my bad streak of yes. quarterbacks. It's funny. Um, it's like the Cowboys and Eagles are as close as you can get to the Patriots, where they just play. Yeah. They're guaranteed to play crappy teams. No, it's true. They get to play the Giants and Redskins twice a year. <laughs> wow. Uh, do you think this is going to continue for Dak? Because right now, early, um, I saw an early considerations for MVP tweet today. Well, yeah, I Mahomes, would agree with that for two weeks. But Mahomes, Brady, Prescott, other guy names, uh, Lamar Jackson, all quarterbacks, all quarterbacks. Yeah, we should just give. We should just have a quarterback award, and then they do. They have a quarterback award. of the year award. Yeah, but nobody sometimes actually, the MVP doesn't win the quarterback of the year award. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's, I don't get that. That's ridiculous. But, um, he has Miami next week. Oh, good. Dak Prescott? Yeah. Start of the week. <laughs> Literally the start of the week. We're not even at Thursday's show, and we have a start, start of the week. week. Um, and then he faces New Orleans, which uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's on Sunday Night Football, so that should be Is it in Dallas? a little bit better. It is in New Orleans. Eh. Not like he's not a not start, but I wouldn't expect big things out of him that week. Yeah, I think the momentum is building, and I actually do believe what Kellen Moore is doing is working. Yes, he's he's actually utilizing Dak Prescott's ability to scramble. Uh, he even gave him like a straight up RPO this week, which the Prezi, I think it's Kyle. I, I don't remember his first name, but uh, Linehan was the original offensive coordinator. He um, he would never utilize like options and reads and all that stuff he would just it was like a very old it was built it yeah, was an offense school. built for tony Romo. but like ever since kellen moore has taken over he, the last two weeks he's he's being utilized in the running game too so right yeah dak is dak is about this is what i told you before 
when we when we started like scouting for the season, you go back to our show in uh, March. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> March and April of May, and like when we were talking then, we started talking about like players in the 2018 season, and Dak Prescott actually came out as one of our most consistent players. Yeah. Every week he gave you 18 to 20 fantasy points. He was always that good. He was consistent. That begs the question for me. It's been two weeks. But is this the new expectation for Dak Prescott with this new offense? That if he's going to be consistently good, or can we expect 25 to 30 fantasy points a week? I is that too much? or is like that 25 to 30 is stretching it a little bit. Because then you've reached, is he Mahomes level? No, but I think he's good enough to be a top three quarterback this year. That's, I mean, when you look at it right now, we uh, talked about last year how uh, the top three quarterbacks don't match last year's top three is, quarterbacks. That, yeah, that is true. And Lamar Jackson, would you say Lamar Jackson was a top three quarterback when when the season started? No. If, would you have said Dak Prescott is a top three quarterback when the season started? No. So the only guy that stays consistent here is Patrick Mahomes, and everyone else is just like yeah. it's completely different. So obviously it's two weeks. We can't right. And jump he had two the gun. very easy. Oh yeah, but Giants it's not going to change team. this week. The train is no, not no, no. Oh yeah, no, no. Dak. The Dak train will continue. I don't. But know. But I think the one thing for the Cowboys is momentum. That's always how they play. If when they're playing well, they play well. Yeah. No, that is true. Very good offense, though. Yeah, I just the top three finish thing. I don't. I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go. There. <laughs> you're just really, you're just really buying into Deshaun over here. <laughs> Deshaun. <Watson. laughs> yeah. No, it's just, like I said, the two very easy. Like, I want to see Dak when he starts playing real teams. Yeah, no, no, I got you. You're starting to, you're starting to sound like me last year when I was talking about Mahomes. That is true. He's that's, like, that, that scares me. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Uh, yeah, Dak, definitely a guy. He's a must-start this week. If oh, he yeah. continues to Miami. play at this level, he's a, he's a start yes. for the rest of the season. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I didn't want to believe it at the beginning of the year because I felt like it was a stretch. 26 fantasy points. He just continues to roll. That dude is a beast with the ball. He's an animal. He's perfect in that zone read offense. Perfect. Yeah. And again, we said this a little bit last week, but just like watch him run. Like he, he's so aggressive. Yeah. And he's, he's big and fast. He's downhill. And he's, he's always like when he gets up after a big run, he's always, you know, up and jumping up and down and like, let's go. (laughs) He's like that type of runner that, but that's, that's the kind of running back I really yeah. like too. So I'm huge on Delvin Cook right now. He's, yep. I mean, barring Dude. any injury, which is huge. Another start of the week. Yeah, he's facing the Oakland. Oh yeah, keep uh, riding train. The following week though, he plays the Bears, so that's a uh, situation to watch. Um, yeah, no, he's. I didn't believe the top three. There was people who were putting saying not putting him in the top three in their rankings, but obviously. saying he could finish. But saying he could finish top five, top three, and I I could see top five. Yeah. Now, uh, I really did like Dalvin Cook when I started to hear and see some of the things from their system last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, after they got rid of their offensive coordinator, and when they started saying that they they want to run more than pass, like all that stuff, like got me all hyped up about him, and I wasn't able to draft him. So that's that. <laughs> but uh, twenty six fantasy points. He's a guy that you're going to ride rest of the season. I mean, I think like if you were at the back end of the first round and you were at like pick twelve and you were at the turn, and you needed to get a running back because you drafted a wide receiver first, and you drafted Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Do you have the Saquon Barkley of this year? 
Yeah, I think you do, but maybe not quite to that level. But yes, I guess what you're saying. But top three running back. Do you think that's a, a finishing? I, I think he can. Yeah. Okay. I think he can. Right. I, I want. I just wanted to clarify that. I'm huge on Dalvin Cook. The only, uh, but it's still a concern is injuries. Like he's had injuries. Yeah, I know. His whole career so like, far. So I'm just kind of waiting. Not in our league, but in another league, my team is uh, slightly. Uh, it's 0 two and it's dying. I drafted Melvin Gordon as my main running oh, back, so there's well. that, that. There's that. Don't do that. I actually found in, in a league that like I care about all my leagues, but in this particular league, I decided to take a lot of quantitative risks, and uh, they're not paying off at all. I had like AJ Green, Melvin Gordon, like all in my first five <laughs> rounds, so I'm gonna lose like now with the end of the season going for that playoff. A late push, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I should have yeah drafted Melvin Gordon instead of Melvin Gordon. But anyway, uh, Julio passed on. I think so. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't remember. <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, Julio Jones had 25 fantasy points, normal day in the office for him. I, I did want to talk about, I don't want to continue talking about quarterbacks, so we'll skip over some now, but I did want to get to Tom Brady. 24.7 fantasy points. Is there an expectation for Tom Brady to continue this type of play, or is he going to be, like, because I know going into the season. We he was in, like, yeah, we completely... It was he was way off our board, and it's only because based on what happened last year, the amount of times they run the ball, and the amount of times they run yeah. the ball, it was just not a situation that you wanted to be a part of. Even without AB, he was spectacular in two games. Like, well, he had AB, he had AB, but player. he only played in like the first quarter, realistically, and he threw a touchdown to him. So, <laughs> Brady, uh, I think he, he could he could be a low end QB one. I think he's. I think he's a. Which is a I lot higher than what I this, thought he was. You know was, what I mean? But I, I feel like he's a. I feel like a lot of people are going to have him. They're going to stick him on their team and hope that he turns into the you know that every week guy. And I just don't think that's going to happen. There's some weeks where they're honestly they will run the ball to Sony Michelle twenty plus times and they'll yep. get three and, rushing touchdowns and he'll throw one TD pass and get like fifteen fantasy. Like that's what's going to happen. I think I think you're going to see him. I mean, last year you remember you remember when Drew Brees started the season midway through the season too. Yeah, he was going off. He was a, he was having I think a great he was year. QB one. Actually, halfway through the year, QB two. No, he yeah. Mahomes was one. Drew Brees was two. Yeah, something like that. And when once you hit late November, early December, yeah, that's when guys like Brady and Breeze start to deteriorate a little bit. They they've been putting all that. This regular is why regular season. At least regular come back season. To the playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Well, that's because those right. two both usually get time off, but. I think when you're looking at Tom Brady, I think early season you could probably ride him. He's got a terrible schedule early. I mean, a great schedule for the Patriots early in the season. Like yeah. all the defense they're playing oh, are yeah. garbage. They play the Jets this With, week too. The Jets so. are a little bit tougher, but yeah, but I would say uh, if CJ Mosley continues to miss time, he's yeah, that's a little bit tough. Yeah, but I, I when I look at Tom Brady, it's just a it's it's he defies logic continually. But mm-hmm. at some point, I think he's going to come down to earth. I would say Tom Brady at this point, he's not going to be on your waiver wire. So this is this is why I probably wouldn't suggest or say to wait for this. But I, I look at Tom Brady as a streaming option when he okay, faces yeah. the Bill. Well, the Bills have a good defense too. But when he faces a team like Miami, or he faces a trashy defense, and he can he can the go out and shred them. Anybody <laughs> in the AFCs. Uh, the, the, what's funny is the Bills and the Jets actually have relatively decent defenses. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so. I just don't know what to expect from Brady rest of season, and and that's kind of like I'd rather go with a young guy like Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott or Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen over Tom Brady just because those guys are going to. Would you go with Josh Allen over Tom Brady? Yeah. 
That hurt mm-hmm. a little bit. What rest I don't of the season? Know if I would. Rest of the season? Yeah. <laughs> He's ha- like he rolls his I'd eyes. I have to I have to yeah, double yeah, yeah, check I on I, Josh I Allen's it. schedule, but um Emmanuel Sanders, twenty three fantasy uh, twenty three fantasy points coming off that in half PPR and coming off that that Achilles injury last year. Hmm. He's been he's been pretty good. Caught a touchdown pass in, in the game against uh, Chicago. So he's been he's been relatively decent to start the season. Is he somebody you're going back to? Because he's always been a wide receiver too. Is he still that wide receiver two type play that you can hold on to, or are you like okay, maybe this was just one decent game? Yeah, I think it was probably just one decent game. Um, it was it wasn't a good matchup. It, it was against Chicago, so it is kind of interesting. And it, with Joe Flacco as his quarterback, I'm not crazy about him. He's like, no, I don't want to deal with that. Um, Jones, four fantasy points week one against Chicago. I looked up the numbers before that game against, um, were they playing Minnesota? Yes. I looked up the numbers against Minnesota and I was like, I was, I was joyfully surprised that he had 18 fantasy points last year. Last time he placed Minnesota, faced Minnesota. Aaron Jones is a interesting player because when he plays a, last week he had four fantasy points against, or, Chicago. or against Chicago, and he was not good. And usually against teams like Chicago, the upside of Aaron Jones is the fact that he can pass catch very well. So right. he's not going to be scripted out if he has a bad game on the ground because he can put up numbers through the air as well. So if he if, if they have to pass more often than not, then that's what's going to happen. In that game, it was just everything in, on both offenses was bad. Yeah. I think give him 10 days – it worked out. I said he might be able to get 15, 20 fantasy points, and that's – I didn't say that on this podcast, but I said <laughs> – we did, we did say to trade for him, though. Yeah, we did say to trade. But, like, Saturday night, I was like, yeah, he's probably going to have a decent day, um, and this is probably the time to buy because the Aaron Jones owner is probably going to be like – Yeah, now that he just got 20-plus points. Yeah, they're like, going to be like, no, I'm not selling him. He's my RB1. And then last week they were crying. They were, yeah, when they lost – um, so 23 fantasy points. Aaron Jones is back. Dude, he had 27 touches. Oh, that is a good sign. That is a real good sign. He had 27 sign. touches, but he he only had, I think it was 58% of the snap share. I don't even know how he got that's 27 touches. Well, that just meant when he was out on the field, they were using him. Right. Um, if he continues to get 20 touches a game, <laughs> he's a valuable asset. Oh, yeah. At and 27? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I talked about how he had that one fantasy point per opportunity during during draft season. And if he gets the opportunity, he's going to be extremely efficient. And it yeah. looks like he's healthy. He's mentally there. He's good. Like so Jones is Jones is going to be a really good player this season. But I, I just want to continue. I, I need to see a little more of it in terms of like how are they going to utilize him? Because it's not like yeah. I don't want to sit here and say that that he didn't have a good game but you know he had a great game but it's like it can that continue or it was it just one big situation where he was just really good right yeah it's gonna be interesting um and then i did quick some quick notes raheem mostart big game chris godwin stealing mike kevin's job over here Uh, mark andrews went off with 21 fantasy points two straight weeks with 20 plus fantasy points. this year's george kettle uh might be might not be We'll see. Wow, that's... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, some busts of the week 
Do you have any any busts that you can think of in mind? I know Deshaun Jackson was Joe my Mixon first one. Joe Mixon once again, two straight weeks. Deshaun Watson. Are you concerned about Joe Mixon? Yes, okay. I am. I think that offense, Why? the offensive line is terrible. I don't know. I mean, he was slightly injured, so I'm not like he's not so getting, concerned. His where job's I'm, not getting stolen by Giovanni Bernard. I know a no, lot of people are like thinking no, no. that. I'm like, no. I mean, even when Mixon was good, Bernard was getting touches. He's their third down back. He has been, but that won't change. He's still going to be their third yeah, down back. He's not going to get any more than my thing is just like got. the way they they've used him, Mixon, and kind of like the offensive line mm-hmm. and all this thing like even Andy Dalton's it's not even too. him it's just it's just every single play he's getting pummeled and right I, but I, is that going to change is my so thing. they they had in their first game and I don't know much about this or how long he's out for so don't quote me on it but um their left ha- their star left tackle got, ended up getting hurt in the first game so yesterday not only did not only or on Sunday not only did Joe Mixon have an ankle injury that he was playing through, but he mm-hmm. also had freaking uh, his off at left tackle was just out of the game. So it's like he was getting limited work and he was getting pummeled into the ground. So here's but. the thing. Here's what I'll say. It's kind of interesting. I would be concerned. Yeah. However, if I didn't have Mixon, I would trade for him. Does that make sense? Like I if I spent, if I spent a What's high second, What's if I price? spent a high second round pick on Joe Mixon, yeah. I am concerned because I don't know if he's going to, succeed but if you didn't spend that you right would, you would buy it and i'm like okay yeah. all right does that make sense yeah it makes sense but what would you pay for him i wouldn't give him second round value meaning interesting where he was drafted but i would give him like i'd give him like a wr2 and you know a low-end rb2 maybe so nothing out of out of, out of the woodwork but <laughs> yeah i i would that try- was my question though is like Joe Mixon, is he, like, that's what I was thinking about, is, like, is he a buy candidate at this point? But people who spent a second-round pick on him are probably, it's right, only or even first weeks. in some leagues, like, especially 12-team leagues. Are they like, going to buy his value right now? Because some people just hold on to guys going, oh, they're going to be good at some point, they're going to be good at some point, they're going to be good at some point. <laughs> and then they ride it till they And they, they just ride it until they, yeah, and it's like, it's like, but they continue to ask the, like, people, Juju Smith owners. Juju Smith-Schuster owners. They're going to ride the second-round value until they die. And at this point, if you do want to sell him and you want to get rid of him, now is the time. But you can't be asking that second-round price because it's not what he's worth. People are not going to do that. That's not good negotiating. That's just stupidity. If you want to sell a guy, then sell a guy. Like, don't don't say, "Oh, well, I, I got to get a second round pick and return." No, it's two weeks into the fantasy football season. The landscape has shifted. Your draft is meaningless now. Yeah, you have to sell it what the value is. So, I trade value charts. I.e., Wednesday, my trade value chart just launched. Check it out. <laughs> Solid shameless, plug. shameless plug. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like to use trade value charts, look at the value of an actual player and figure out, okay, is this guy really actually that valuable or am I just being yeah, a little bit overbearing? <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I'm still toiling on whether I would buy Joe Mixon. It just depends on the price. Yeah. That's kind of where I've landed. Um, James Conner... 12 fantasy points this week. He had in one half. It was still relatively decent, but so mm-hmm. far this season, he's been a little bit of a bust. Yeah. Um, is he somebody that concerns you going forward? Uh, if the knee is legit, then yeah. But if, if, he, if, if, he's, the, if he's fine and healthy, I 
Wouldn't say so. Yeah. At least not yet. Josh Jacobs, nine fantasy points. Mm, didn't he get, he got hurt too in the game? He did? Yeah, he came back. Oh, but he I did miss that. time in the game. I don't remember for how long though, but I do remember seeing that. But Josh Jacobs, I mean, he's going to be like that all year. <laughs> Up and down. Yeah. He's an RB2. He's basically what um Sony Michelle was last year. Yep. That's kind of what he yeah, literally no, reminds yeah. me of that. Right, yeah. Damian Williams had seven fantasy points. Ugh. Um, Julian Edelman had seven as well. So if you started Julian Edelman, he was kind of like it's a, a rare game where Edelman gets. That's AB. The yeah. AB effect. I didn't think it was going to happen, but that could. I mean, he only had four catches in the game. It's not they, like honestly, was, they really didn't throw the ball four. that much. Yeah, they went. I, I actually told you that before like Josh the game. Gordon I'm had a bad game. Edelman had a bad game. I'm surprised Brady got as many fantasy points as he did without the touchdown, the rushing touchdown. He would have had. It, he had 24 fantasy points. He would have had uh, freaking 18. So it was the rushing touchdown, and they had a trash time touchdown pass. To Jay oh White. yeah, that's right. So if you take right. those two things out, he actually yeah, would have had a he, really he bad game. Yeah. Which I told you guys last week that. He was probably not going to pass as much as you anticipated. Yeah. And that they were going to give the ball to Sony Michelle. Now, Sony Michelle didn't score four touchdowns. That was an overhype thing, but yeah. you know what I mean. They, they, but they did up, give the ball to Sony. They a did lot. give the ball to Sony and Rex Burkhead quite a bit. Um, but Edelman, I mean, that's kind of just game script for Edelman. Um, I wouldn't be too concerned about him. Williams, like I said, continues to happen. 13 fantasy points last week, seven fantasy points this week in a half PPR setting. <laughs> right now, he's, be, he's becoming fringe flex. Yep. So, I mean, how like you spent a second round pick on him? I I cannot. I, I told you not to spend a second round pick on Damian Williams, and if you did, you learn, <laughs> and then you move forward. Yep. Uh, and so I I didn't want to draft Damian Williams in the second round for this very reason. I didn't want to draft Damian Williams until like the f- late fourth, early fifth round, and that's what his value is right now. Yeah. Essentially. So, uh, if you do own Damian Williams, I would start searching. If you have somebody who is just infatuated with Damian Williams, he's a Chiefs fan. Huge Chiefs fan. Uh, Sell him now or find a way to upgrade your RB position because you can't rely on Damian Williams long term. Um, He might have a a really good week of like 15, 20 fantasy points here or there sprinkled throughout the season. Yeah. But relying on that happening every week is just not something that you like. If you spent a second round pick on him, who is going right in, right near where Damian Williams was being thought about drafted? Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook, and yep. you drafted Damian Williams. So like that's the mistake of the century right there. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah. in five weeks we could be having a completely different discussion. But as of right now, the mistake was drafting Damian Williams, and it's clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have any more busts for us? Uh, I'm kind of looking through them right now. Mike Evans again has not really done too much. Yeah. Um, if you Chris Godwin's gotten a lot of the work, and they didn't really like. He actually than, had more targets than Godwin oh, last week. Yeah, but he just. So didn't. that's like an encouraging sign then. Um, some of the running backs that. Oh, I have this question. I have this question for you. I I was meant to ask it when you brought up Mike Evans. Okay. Would you trade right now, Mike Evans, straight up? Which I mean, would you trade if you were the Godwin owner? Would you trade Godwin straight up for Mike Evans? If I had Chris Godwin, I got this question earlier this week from from a, yes. a faithful listener. You would, yes, yeah. So I would, I would too, yeah. Because I, I think rest of the season, Mike Evans is going to be better than Chris Godwin. There is a chance that both finish as wide receiver ones and ones like eight and ones nine. There's a very good chance that that happens. Yeah, and I, I would not be surprised. It's, it's happened before with Bruce Arians' offenses. So, uh, 
I mean, you, you can't go wrong with either. There's also a chance that Mike Evans completely just poops his pants the entire season, and, yeah. and uh, we're totally wrong about that. But I think who's the star player? Who's the guy with more experience? Who's the guy's the number one receiver in that offense? And it's Mike Evans. And, and James Winston's favorite target. Too. Right. And so it's like if you – like next week we'll see big. Like is Chris Godwin now the new favorite? If Mike Evans has three straight weeks where he doesn't Yes, then, then you can start because everyone was asking the question after Thursday Night Football. They were like – is Mike Evans now the wide receiver two, and is Godwin the wide receiver one? Because he's been playing way better than Mike Evans at this point. And do they make that shift, or is because Mike Evans has never been, and he's never been targeted enough to be a high end wide receiver, like a top five guy. Yeah, and he's always been like back end of the wide receiver one conversation, eight to twelve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so now you're looking at Chris Godwin coming in, and it's like. I didn't believe it when people said that Chris Godwin could finish ahead of Mike Evans, and I didn't want to believe it, and I thought the hype was getting too much. But at this point, it looks like a real possibility, and if it happens again this week, then we have to really start considering that Mike Evans might not be what we think he is this year. Yeah. I mean, but I would trade I would trade Chris Godwin for Mike Evans. I, I don't think it lasts very long. Right. Um, a few, like McCaffrey had six fantasy points, disappointing. Alan Kamara had seven. O.J. Howard zero fantasy points this week if you what do you do what do you do with oj howard this week you're an oj route oh you cut him you go straight to the cut yeah i'm done with oj you're like see you later i did that with cam newton this week i was like see ya yeah i mean luckily for me i do have him on my fantasy team but i drafted he like fell very like i got him in the 10th round you didn't so he was pretty much useless for me spend a lot of money for a lot of people who drafted him late in the fourth early fifth round pick it's terrible situation to be in right now i yep I wouldn't cut him if I had drafted him that high. Yeah, but you're on the verge of cut. If he has another week where he gets under ten face points, yeah, I I would say if I was an OJ Howard owner, just thinking logically, it's hard to keep him for another week yeah. because if you, especially if there's guys like Mark Andrews on the waiver wire. So the the Bruce Arian system has not fielded a tight end one. In a very long time. Yeah. So I, I don't I, I'm I'm not even sure I don't want to misquote this, but it's either a very long time or ever. Ever. Yeah. So he does not utilize the tight end position that much. And so a lot of people thought, oh, Jay Howard is in this offense. He's talented. And it, like the it's the Bruce Arians has never had a tight end that's talented before thing. But mm-hmm. as of two weeks, he just doesn't like he just doesn't ends, like yeah. using tight ends. So I would probably, I would, if you have a roster spot, don't start OJ Howard, but I would hold on to him for one more week, see what happens. If he, if they do start utilizing him, then you have the tight end, but I don't want to drop him this week and then find out, like, I mean, if you're, if you have a really, really good tight end, like your situation with Mark Andrews, like if you have Mark Andrews, if and you OJ have Howard, no other drop OJ Howard. Yeah. See you later. If you have no right. other option, hold on to OJ Howard, find another tight end that can play for you this week, and then see if OJ Howard plays well this week. And then if you do, you know, then you keep them, you hold on to them, and you mm-hmm. see what happens. But I usually like to give a player four weeks before I'm like, all right, see you later. <laughs> yeah. He gets two points next week, he's gone. Like, he's done. I don't own him in any league, so there's that. I don't like to draft tight ends early. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I wanted to bring up Allen Robinson. Had a great week one. Awesome performance. Everyone was really excited. Moved. It was like... The the Thursday night first game of the season hype was real. All right. And they moved him up all the way from like 25 to like 15, 14 in the ECR. And, we uh, we moved him pros. up a little too. We moved him up a little bit too. And, Not uh, quite to that level. But. 6.1 fantasy points this week. 
um, in half PPR. That's so that's Allen Robinson. I know. Terrible. Terrible performance. Yeah, that's the Allen Robinson. Their offense is just bad at yeah, this point. Yeah, it's just their, their offense. Even like, I, as much as I love David Montgomery, I don't even want to touch David Montgomery either. Like, there's just so much of that offense that's like. And maybe Monty is a little bit of an over exaggeration, but like, he's if probably, there is he's anyone probably, in that, if offense, there's anyone that else, probably Montgomery. Montgomery yeah. yeah, but I just think their offense is so bad right now that it's like they shouldn't have. Just, they they deserve not to win last week. How bad they played <laughs> offensively, and they still pull it out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Allen Robinson is not start worthy until he proves he can be consistent. He kind of reminds me of Mamari Cooper when he was on the Raiders. Yeah. It's a, it's a fair, little bit, yeah. a fair estimation. Like if he had a Just quarterback, totally inconsistent. Yeah, know, has shows flashes of being really good. Yeah, but it's it is what it is. Uh, Cortland Sutton flipped around. Good week, then had a bad week. Normal stuff. But Will Fuller has been bad two weeks in a row. Yeah, um, I mean the whole offense was ter- Deshaun. Like I said, Deshaun Watson had twelve fantasy points. Right. The offense just did not do anything against Jacksonville last mm-hmm. week. So tough matchup. But Will Fuller, there's too many. There's too many weapons. Yep. There's just too many weapons. Unless Deshaun Watson is going to throw 40 touchdowns this year. Right. There's too many weapons on that offense. Is there anyone else? I have one more question for you. Is there anyone else you would you would drop at this point? Or, I mean, not drop. Anybody else that you saw as bust this week? or Another tight end, but Jared Cook. <laughs> like, we were, we were talking. I had a guy about- come up to me in our, in one of, in our, I think it's our Instagram league. Okay. He said, uh, Jared Cook straight up for Mark Andrews. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no. what? He's been trying to sell Cook for like three weeks. I'm I like, would be too, but yeah, I, no, I drop Cook, especially with Breeze, with Breeze out too. I mean, yeah. the I could trade with the is, waiver wire. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask about Miles Sanders. He had, um, I believe, it was three points last week. He had five points this week. He's gotten basically the same snap count, same workload. Um, do you see a lot of people coming into the season? And this is something we haven't talked about yet, but. Coming into the season, a lot of people looked at Miles Sanders as a big time like like he could take over and be the running back one this year for the for the Philadelphia Eagles and actually finish as like an RB two and be that good because the Eagles offensive line was that good. We had our reservations about Miles Sanders just because of opportunity right, right. and how much he was like there's so much going on in that backfield that it was tough to see him producing at a sixth round pick level you know what i mean yeah um and so that's where we were with miles sanders i really do like miles sanders um but when do you as a fantasy owner come to a time where you say okay i gotta drop miles sanders i'm not at that point yet okay because he is a rookie running back and like we signed nick chubb last year Right. I don't want to. He got burned. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't want to be in that situation right, again. Right. I would be patient on Miles Sanders. You definitely don't start him though. Like he's no, just. There, there are questions. There are a lot of questions from the fantasy football community of like, should I start Miles Sanders? No. And you at don't. this point, don't even ask the question. Like yeah, it's he's, not. He he's should not just startable. be placed in your bench. There I are going to be people who are going to be like, you said he wasn't startable, and he scores a touchdown, and he gets like twelve points. Yeah. I'm like, all right, boss. But you, that's like, why you're waiting though, because you have to see that first in the NFL because he right, has not right, done right. it yet. He hasn't done it. I mean, he's shown flashes of being really, really good. When I watch his games, he had a, like a 21 yard. I think I talked about this before. He had a 21 yard touchdown, juked two defenders, got in, but there was a back end holding call. Yep. And, and I hate it that. Ended up, it ended Justin up Jackson this week had a 60 yard yep. touchdown and run. It got called back. Called back they yeah. need to keep the flag in their pockets. That's a side note. But this week has been terrible for officiating. Especially that. Um, I don't know if you saw that play. Yeah. But they called it at the end. He was Justin Jackson for the Chargers, and this would have changed the whole game too. Yeah. He was at the three yard line. So he had pretty much already made. He ran the entire way. He was 
right. the full 57 of the 60 yards. He's at the three line. And then they throw the flag. And they threw the flag on a the receiver from like five yards back, like slightly grabbed one See, of the backs that wasn't even going to come close yeah. to him. He would have scored no matter what. Yeah. And they took back you the just whole play. Can't do that. And the Chargers ended up losing the ball at the one yard line. You on can't that do that. You cannot do that. Change the game. It's ridiculous. So I just wanted to bring that up on Miles Sanders. Um, if you yeah. like, is it similar to the David Montgomery situation? Mon- Monty had a touchdown this week. Um, Montgomery's points. definitely in a better situation. He's a better, yeah, than yeah, he's Miles Sanders. But yeah, I mean, again, I I wouldn't totally lose faith in Miles Sanders. Right yeah, now. yeah, I definitely believe that. Uh, week two booms and busts in the books. Let's get to our trade targets really quickly. Get through these and then move on to our matchup breakdown. Uh, okay. Get get to as many of these as we can. Um, the top three. We'll just briefly go over buys of the week for us. Um, our trade targets. We're not going to give you sells anymore. It ain't worth it. No. You shouldn't, might, we, yeah. you shouldn't sell. You should. You shouldn't sell. Well, you should sell. But. You got to sell the right guys. Yeah. The bench players. Um, do you want to start off with this one because this one is not mine? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I actually kind of was on towards the end. I didn't vocalize it, but I was kind of on the bust George Kittle train a little bit okay. towards the end. But George you, Kittle, you're on the George Kittle. Now's that perfect time to buy him because I think teams who drafted George Kittle are like, oh, maybe it was, you know, I'm not. He hasn't really done anything crazy at this right. year. For me, George Kittle, he is the number one weapon in that offense right. still. He had a touchdown that was taken back in week one right. that would have had him have a big week. He's one of those big three tight ends that hasn't done any. I mean, none of the three tight ends have actually really gone off yet this year. Right. But George Kittle's probably been out of those three, hasn't done the most yet. Right. And the way Garoppolo has played, though, he's been very good. And I think you can keep that up and continue that. Yep. And if that happens, Kittle won't be getting six points a game. If Garoppolo plays, if Garoppolo throws three touchdowns and 200. 50 yeah. yards or 300 yards. Kittle's not going to get six fantasy points. I think, I think the 49ers, and when you look at early in the season, when, like, George Kittle, when you look at the first three weeks of the season last year, four weeks of the season, when George Kittle, quote, broke out, mm-hmm. he didn't have, I don't think he had a 20-point game. And for me, when I look at Kittle, when Garoppolo was on the field, he wasn't as efficient. And then when they went to the backups, the backups were just like, okay, the only thing we're going to do is just toss it to George Kittle the whole time because we don't know who else to throw it to. So then yeah. when when Garoppolo gets back, all of a sudden the six- and eight-point games continue. This is actually not inconsistent with what George Kittle did last year a lot of the time. He's a eight- to ten fantasy point-a-game guy who puts up, if he gets a touchdown in a game, he ends up getting 15 and 20 fantasy points. That's kind of where it ends Which up. Which for a tight end is still very Right, no, no, it's still very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, a guy I see very similar to playing like him right now is is Darren Waller. Um, he's not going off like Mark, Mark Andrews, but he's doing like 9, 10 fantasy points a what week. What did he do this week? He had 9. nine okay. Last week he had 10. So it's like 10, 9. Yeah. At, as soon as he scores a touch, he's getting targeted enough to do that. As soon as he scores a touchdown, then it becomes a 16, 17-point game. Mark Andrews is doing the same thing too. But, right. But uh, he's George, getting the touchdowns. George Kittle... This is a weird year for tight end. I want to see four weeks of the season. It, every year for tight end is weird. That's why but we no, stayed away no, from tight them. ends. Look far more efficient this year. Yeah. Than well, in that the past is true. Years. Yes. Yeah. So it is a little bit. I don't know if that's just a, a fluke for the first two weeks or if it's real. But but it's like rain. It's a lot of random tight ends. Like Kelsey's yeah. having a good year, obviously. But for like it, considering a lot of people took him in the second round. Yeah. It's like, uh, is he really meeting up to standard? Because in right. week one, I think he had like 10 points. Yeah. 
and then last week yep. he got like 16, which is good. Right. And it's what Travis Kelsey does, but it's not like something right. that was worth that high. But then you have a guy like Mark Andrews who has two straight weeks of 20-plus fantasy yeah. points. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's odd. Yeah. Um, so my, I'll, I'll, I'll do the number two guy, and then we'll talk about the number three guy. James Conner is also one of your guys, but <laughs> I would buy James Conner right now. The James Conner owner is probably sitting there going, James Conner, he's hurt. He hasn't played well. Ben Roethlisberger. I drafted injured. him as my number one running back. I need to sell him right now. Yeah. And then they try to sell him and no one buys. Uh, I would buy James Conner. I would reach out to the oh. owner of James Conner and say, please, I want to make an offer. Um, I think he's, I, yeah, I think he's worth buying. What's his value at this point? Like, um, what, do you, what would you buy him at? Probably like a, a high-end RB2, low-end RB1 in that range. You would spend that much? Yeah. What if you have three wide receiver ones? <laughs> well, then, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's... I feel like spending a RB2 for an RB... Low, a mid to low... All right. An RB1, oh, are you saying... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Are you asking what Connor's value is? Yes, yes, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. You're you're selling the same player to get another player. Oh, no, no. Okay, I thought you were saying, like, what... What is Connor considered right now? Oh yeah, all right, yeah. I would I mean, say high end RB one, low end RB two. Yeah, I mean, what's low his end value? RB1, if sorry. you were trying to trade for him, what's his value? Yeah, I would say probably like a that whole sequence was unnecessary. Yeah, that was yeah. I probably I'd probably try to trade like yeah a WR two for him and a like a flex running back to a team and say like James Connor Roethlisberger yeah. is out now for the season. Right, James Connor hasn't been that good. I would give him like a Cooper Cup and like a a good flex option and say like, well, these guys have been good so far this season. You could do this, yeah, and try to convince them that way. So that would, that'd kind of be my starting offer. All right, so player. just for kicks, throw out some wide receiver twos. See if you you have the James Conner in your league. So if these people approached you, would you say yes? Well, that's a little different, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't think about what team it is. Just <laughs> give us the answer. So would you trade? Uh, would you trade Cooper Cup? For would you trade yeah Cooper Cup for James no. Conner? Okay, would you trade Allen Robinson for James no. Conner? Sammy Watkins for James no. Conner? Okay, Diggs for James Conner? No, Godwin for James Conner? See, this is a one where I probably wouldn't because I him. believe James Conner yeah. is gonna like yeah better. But if you have Chris Godwin on your team, and you we're know, also talking, we're also talking to the owners of James Conner as yeah. well, and they're like, should I sell him? Right, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell James Conner. Antonio Brown for James Conner. I'm negotiating for fantasy <laughs> owners everywhere. Like again, if you have this, is what it's like to negotiate when you're witnessing yeah. this live. I don't have Antonio Brown. That's but that's somebody like Diggs and Ingram. <laughs> See, Diggs and Ingram. Me, per- <laughs> there you go. me personally, I'm not trying to trade yeah, Conner because right. no, I, I think I he's you. going to. But like, if you're trying to get James Conner, yeah, this is you what know, you would and offer. somebody, yeah. somebody is definitely going to want to trade him in your league because of the situation, and you can at least he's in a vulnerable spot to convince the person to trade him right, at least. Right. I think Chris Godwin, a guy you is somebody that could consider through two weeks. He's been excellent. Yeah. Antonio Brown now playing under Tom Brady instead of Derek Carr, somebody that you could consider make an argument for. Like there's guys in that yeah, range you can make you can make an argument. You can for. definitely yep. make the argument for. And if I was do if I had the wide receiver in that situation, I would definitely pull the trigger. No, if you had, if you had Juju, 
Okay. Probably shouldn't I put my hand in front of the microphone when I'm trying to talk. Uh, if you had Juju and you wanted James Conner, do you think that would be something that would be a deal? For who? James Conner. Yeah, but which, like, am I am I getting James Conner? Yeah. I you would, would you I offer would, that? I would trade Juju for James Conner. Okay, and then if you were on the flip side of that? I probably wouldn't. Okay, all right. I, we'll move. We'll move on. But yeah, I mean, I would. I would definitely reach out. There, are, I, I don't think there's a situation where you don't reach out to people. Oh, well, that's the biggest. There thing are certain about players it. that are viable at certain moments because you want to play it right. Like if a guy like last year, Le'Veon Bell was up and down in this roller coaster of whether he was going to come back or not, and some people were were like believing that he could come back. Yeah. And then there are some people who didn't believe, and but the people who believed, you could sell them to. And and then he was also a good buy option in case he did come back. And so mm-hmm. it's like, like that's kind of the situation. Obviously, circumstances are like James Conner hasn't been playing great, kind of has the knee injury. He's viable right now, right, but right. everyone's viable in a league. Uh, let's move on to wide receiver Amari Cooper. This mm-hmm. is a little bit more of a surprising one, but this is a twofer. Yes. To a twofer. If you have two good running backs, but you're not using them, they're on your bench but you need a wide receiver desperately. Amari Cooper is a good option. He's been playing good. He's been consistent, and he'll probably stay consistent, especially with the way it, <laughs> he's going up against Miami this week. So, <laughs> yeah. um, But if you don't have Amari Cooper and you need a wide receiver, I would reach out to the Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper owner because he's not going to be too much, and he's not going to be he's not going to be somebody you can steal because he's been playing bad. He's been playing good. Right, but he's not a guy that's been playing out of the like, like crazy good. Um, so I think he he could be a buy candidate for you if you reach out to that team and you're like, hey, you need running backs. I got running backs. I got yeah, Mark Cooper is a guy who's a, I think a low end wide receiver one right now, and he's coming off a week where he got twelve fantasy points. If you're gonna buy him, this would be a good time to do it. Yep. Where he's kind of like the owner's like, ah, oh, he's just like a Mark Cooper. He got he had a very average week this week so he's not in a like the best spot to trade him for but he's not in a bad spot either right matter of fact it's a good spot to trade for him right now um because sometimes like like joe mixon for example who we were debating about putting in this spot Mm -hmm. as a buyer you're concerned about that yeah because he's been that bad so far this year there's legitimate questions but with a guy like amar cooper right it's like he's been he didn't have a great week, yep. but he's been plenty good enough that you know he's going to have a good year, and he's yep. definitely open to to go after. So it's a little different situation. There's not as much like concern for a guy like Cooper, so mm-hmm. that's definitely why he should be on a buy list. Right. Um, let's get into our weekly matchup breakdown. Um, we're going to try to do as many as we can here before we run out of time, um, and then we can do the rest on Thursday's episode. Yes. Um, so let's start out with the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. <sighs> Vegas's opening line hit the open. All right. <laughs> the opening line for this game is 48 and a half. Oh, that's got to go down. That's uh, going to go down. Yeah, it should go down. It's going to be like 20 to 10. I'm like, dude, what the frick? Um, let's start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, there's Gardner Minshew last game didn't uh, didn't impress. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a garbage can, but uh, wasn't great either. Um, what are you doing right now with Leonard Fournette? Because I currently own Fournette in this in in one of my leagues. 
and this is the consistent thing that I've thought about, is that he's a guy that has been getting an insane amount of work. He's mm-hmm. always putting up 90 to 100 yards. The only thing that's not happening right now is touchdowns, and it's probably because that offense blows. Yeah. I don't know. This week, this week, Tennessee's got a good rush defense. They held Marlon Mack to seven fantasy points. Yep. And in week one, I think Nick Chubb got like 10. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't think Fournette's going to go crazy this week, but in a very crappy Thursday night game, yeah, I could see him getting a like a touchdown mm-hmm. in like Jacksonville. You know, it's one of these Thursday night games that could go really either way. Yep. So, uh, so what are you asking? Like, is Fournette like a good start? Is Fournette like what? Well, what you, for, if you drafted Fournette in the second round, you're starting him. I don't. That's not really a question. Okay. Well, so what? What are you kind of? asking here what is your do you have any concerns with leonard fournette oh just in general yeah because yeah, i think the offense is kind of hot garbage like if you so had to, like, if you had to put him in it after seeing two games of the season where would you put him like kind of where he was drafted rb2 yeah or a low end low end rb1 high end rb2 yeah yeah I don't, think it's, I, I don't would, think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like bad. I would disagree. Fournette. I think Fournette, I just don't know how many touchdowns he's going to get this year. For me, I think this is the thing with Fournette. You remember last year with Julio Jones, and I don't want to get stuck on this, but Julio Jones had like an insane amount of yardage, yeah, yeah, and he was he putting up, but he didn't score a touchdown. And then, but as soon as he scored a touchdown, open the floodgates. I think it's a similar situation. Like he's going to spend the first four weeks searching for a touchdown. It's not going to happen. But as soon as he hits pay dirt, it's going to start happening every week. Because what happens is the offensive coordinator and the, the head coach are going to be like, "Oh, this is well, our main not, weapon, the, so we're going to start using it when we get in the red zone." The difference between that though is they don't even get in the red zone. <laughs> yeah, they were in the red zone like two or three times yesterday, so something like that. They're, you're gonna you're gonna hope. Uh, but you want DJ Chark on your team. So. Yeah, that's yeah, I guess that's. Uh, so that's if you DJ, you have DD Westbrook, DJ Chark, and Chris Conley in this game. All three have actually been not. I'm not terrible. starting any of them. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to. I'm ask not. I'm not starting. I know it's. I have a very bad. You could call it an addiction. I guess it's yeah. very bad for you. I have this disease called starting someone on Thursday night just to watch the game. <laughs> Don't do that. You really should do that. Do not do that because not only because it's usually a bad game, yep. but it's a bad game. Yeah, Thursday night football that. matchups are almost always bad for fantasy. Yep. just in general. So, yep. yeah, you shouldn't shouldn't do that. Uh, let's move to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Mariota has been actually relatively decent so far this year. Um, he has. The first week of the season, he that's had, like his whole career relatively. <laughs> that is like, yeah, you're right. Um, he had he had three touchdowns the first week. I'm trying to figure out what he had this past week. It wasn't great. Um, he didn't have a great week this last week. They lost to the Colts. I had the numbers a second ago. I could bring it up, dude. What the mm-hmm. frick? You got to be more prepared than this. I might beat you to the wow. numbers. You are you you're going to because my phone. All right, so he had uh, nineteen twenty. He's nineteen for twenty eight. So he had a better completion percentage, but he only threw one hundred and fifty four yards in a <laughs> touchdown. So that's wow. normal normal Mariota ness. That's coming. That's out. called um, throwing four yard passes every time against Jacksonville. He is a non starter. Um, no, but I think actually Mariota might be a streaming option against a terrible defense. Yeah, I mean against <laughs> Miami or something like that. He's like just throw Miami. No, Dude, I mean I get anyone against Miami is going to be good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like th- there'll be other options. Like yeah, right. Mariota, no, I got but, you. Uh, no, he could be a streaming option. Though. Uh, Derrick Henry has been spectacular this year. Uh, 16 fantasy points last week. 20. As soon as Derrick Henry stops scoring touchdowns, which I don't think is possible. Uh, 
I was very wrong on Henry. Uh, I Dude, think it's just, I wish I said that 180 on the show before the season. Tw- started. 20. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's only been two weeks, but he had 28 fantasy points week one, 16 fantasy points week two. I'm in this situation now, like with Derrick Henry, where he's a guy that's going to get you eight fantasy points a game, and then if he scores a touchdown, he gets 16. Exactly what he did this week, and I yeah. said that last week. If Derrick Henry, do you expect Derrick Henry to stop scoring touchdowns at this point? Not really. Like, he's the guy in the red zone. Yeah. Like, when I play Madden, I have a specific he's sweep gonna get, like, play. Touchdowns. I have a specific sweep play that beats defenses every time. So when I get in the red zone, I don't even try to throw it. I just give it to my running back. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Tennessee Titans. Like, just give it to Derrick Henry. He's going to yeah. get it. In. Yeah, I think the only starts for Thursday night football this week is yeah. Derrick Henry and Fournette. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's... Two owners right there. What about Delaney Walker? Any Delaney Walker um, love out there? I, not against Jacksonville. Yeah, not against Jacksonville. It's, it's going to be, I, I think the open was 48 and a half. Um, right it's now. It's going to go down to like right now, 40 the, probably. Uh, MGM has him at 40. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I, that's a that's a very wide open. Um, let's move on to, to uh, the Dolphins. At the Cowboys. At yeah, okay, there's not really block. too much to say about this one. <laughs> we'll just go to the next one. If you have a Cowboys player on your team, you're starting him. And that includes Cowboys defense. Stop. And uh, a kicker. The Cowboys, I'm trying to find it right now. The Cowboys over under, the Cowboys game over under is not. Okay, it's not f- listed. <laughs> it's not listed. Yeah, 47. That's oh 46 God. for Dallas yeah, and one for Miami. 46 for Dallas and one for Miami. I don't yeah, know how the Dolphins are going to get one point, but they'll find a way. Yeah, there's nothing to watch for for. They get the minus points for a bad play. Prescott must start. Oh, you know what? Field goal in a... Zeke is? must start. Amari Cooper must start. Uh, yeah. There ain't much to talk about in this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, if you're looking at starts and sits, it's sit everybody on the Dolphins, start, start everybody on Dallas. Uh, the only guy I would ask a question on, and I said this, I said this before. Does this change your opinion on streaming t- streaming Jason Witten this week? Yes, it does. <laughs> Against like, Miami? Everyone. Yes. Michael, Michael, um, you get a fantasy point. You get a fantasy point. Michael Gallup? Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's out for like a month. So yep. Jason Witten, I think, is actually Randall Cobb get a bump? Yeah. Randall Cobb. PPR? Yep. Yep. That could be an interesting situation. Keep an eye on Randall Cobb. Some people are going to overbuy. Why don't you just pick him up now before people just <laughs> go crazy? Uh, yeah, let's move on to our next game. The Broncos at the Packers. Um, the line for this one is 43 and a half. Um, it opened at 43 and a half right now. It's at 43 depending on the source. So, um, that's what sounds about right. Yeah. I don't, I mean, is there anything on Denver's team nope. that's startable? Well, I, it's I interesting. Wanna... Philip Lindsay again. You know who's Not getting more be. snaps Royce and who's Freeman. getting more touches. Do you start Royce Freeman, though? No. <laughs> he he did have, um in half PPR, I think he had 13 points this week, so it's not bad. They're playing the Packers. But who did uh, who, uh, who did they Dalvin play this Cook. week? Dalvin Cook. Oh, whatever. But that's Dalvin try, Cook. I was going to try yeah. to get some information yeah. that was helpful to whether they were going to be good or not, but yeah. I'll, and in week I'll one, you can't that. find that out either because it was the Bears <laughs> not knowing what they were doing at running back. So. Yeah, that's true. Um. I I I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't start Royce Freeman. Rest of season Lindsay, though. Rest of season though. Royce Freeman or Philip Lindsay? Right now it's Royce Freeman. <laughs> it's Royce Freeman. There are some Philip Lindsay truthers out there. There's still some. I 
He's, okay, because of my take, I was rooting against Philip Lindsay, but as a person, I don't root against Philip. No, Lindsay. I think I, for the Broncos' sake too, they both. Yeah, I'm rooting for both of those guys. Yeah, because if they can get the next like Kamara Ingram type situation, but what what world do you want to root for Joe Flacco? None. Right. Um, I like Freeman though. So yeah, Royce and Lindsay. Royce Freeman is probably the guy to own in this backfield. If you do have Philip Lindsay, now is the time to sell. Sell. sell yeah, sell, now is the time sell, to sell. sell. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, is he, after his 23-point week, is he a guy that's startable this week against... Um... Mm, probably not. <laughs> I think I think it's going to be, like, Sutton's going to have a good week, then Sanders is going to have a good week, then neither of them are going to have a good week type yeah. of thing. So I, I, I probably wouldn't say... If Sanders has another solid week, though, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think if you if you don't have any other options, too, it's not like he... No. You, there's worse options to go than Sanders, yeah. especially in, like, a PPR, half PPR, as, like, a flex spot. Right. But, I'm not going out of my way to start Emmanuel Sanders. Okay, so we have had some troubles this last couple weeks with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Against Denver, is he a guy you want to so be a last, part of? <laughs> in week one, <laughs> we like, said don't no, Last stop. week, we said he would be a little bit better, but still don't Bad start idea. him. And week three, I think he'll be a little bit better. I would start him. I know Denver has a good defense, but it's at home in Green Bay, I think. They're gonna probably control the game. Again, I don't see him getting a thirty-point week though. Which is, if you drafted him as a second or third quarterback, that's what you're expecting from him. Right. I don't see that happening again this week with Denver's solid defense. But I do think he'll get twenty to twenty-five points and be a good start. Right. Uh, the last two weeks, the Denver Broncos have played the Chicago Bears and the Oakland Raiders. Against the Raiders, they gave up twenty-two fantasy points to Josh Jacobs. Against the Bears, they gave up thirteen fantasy points to David Montgomery. So does that give Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones is I, I would up. say in line in Eat line up. for a 15, 20 point week. Yep. Um he should he should be a safe start. So I wouldn't be, you know, panicking if you have to start him. Um Devontae Adams obviously must start. Um here's the debate of the century. Marquez Valdez Scantling, <laughs> who busted this week and probably the week before, or no, Geronimo Allison. In week one, it was, it was like Scantling. Seven. It was seven yeah, fantasy points. Geronimo Allison had zero in week one. And Geronimo Allison. This week, Geronimo Allison caught a touchdown. And <laughs> yeah, so I would say neither of those guys. Stay <laughs> away from neither. them. If you had either of them. Oh my gosh. Which one you choose? I'd go Scantling just because Geronimo Allison had a good week. Stop. So I'm going to say like, the other guy gets gonna the go good the week other. this week. Uh, I th- I think the fact that people had to choose the second wide receiver on the Packers this year, like that was a thing for people, is yeah. completely crazy. Like why that does was, why does a second wide receiver on the Green Bay Packers have to succeed? Why can't it just be that one? was like a, a late sleeper for us type thing? Like yeah. oh yeah, take the. But there were people who legitimately. We're like, yeah, yeah. Take this take guy. This guy. Um, Jimmy Graham against Denver. Denver's defense is not as notorious for giving out fantasy points to tight ends. Um, Jimmy Graham. Do you think this is a game that Jimmy Graham could do another? He actually pump could. a touchdown. He and could make it look. I'm not. Real good? I'm not trying to start. I'm not a Jimmy Graham. He's like, guy, I'm not so. trying to start Jimmy Graham, but. but. Yeah, he, this could yeah, be a week. Yeah, yeah. If you own him and you don't have a lot of options, I would start. Yeah, yeah start him against Denver. Um, let's talk about our next game: the Falcons at the Colts. The line. That's a very interesting game. Very interesting game. Uh, the line right now started opened at forty eight. It's at forty seven and a half. Over under this. It's not high scoring, but it's it's there. Yeah, pretty close. Um, we'll start with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Matt Ryan a must start this week or mm-hmm. um, against Indy. I don't know if he's a must must start, but yeah, yeah. he's a start. 
He's a start. All right. Uh, he's he hasn't had a bad start to the season. I mean, it hasn't been you know spectacular. He's like but. he he's very trash timey. <laughs> like he gets a lot of. He's like he blows. He, in I'll the first three you. quarters of games, I'll he gets like ten you. to fifteen points, and then he finishes yeah, the right. game with like twenty. So. Um, Devonta Freeman. He has stunk this year. So he's far been two games. pretty bad. And I what? I, okay, when we started the season, what was my number? I had two concerns about Devonta Freeman. A. He was going to get hurt. Yes. Well, that hasn't happened yet, so that that's not a oracle thing. Uh, but B was how Dirk Cutter utilizes running backs and how bad they have been. Yeah. Bottom of the league in efficiency. Bottom of the league in attempts. Bottom yep. of the league in basically every running back category. With Devonta Freeman in that system, how was he going to play? Played a little bit better. Seven point nine fantasy points the week before. I don't even remember what he had three something like that. Yeah, it was like four. yeah, it was like two. I think. Um, two or three. But he just he has not been up to par lately, nope. and that does not surprise me. This is why I wasn't like when you first start scouting for fantasy football and you're looking in your drafts and you're like, oh my god, and then you see Freeman there. And what was it? The fourth round? I don't remember. It's like the third round. Yeah, third or fourth round. Late third people, round. People were like, people were like, wow, Devonta Freeman. I'm going to go out and grab him right now. Let's go. And and you have to look deeper into this stuff. And I think Devonta. Freeman, I mean, we were on that board too. We liked Freeman. Oh, at, first. at the beginning, at first, yeah. yeah. And then I I started looking into Dirk Cutter's numbers, and he scared me. Um, so I, I mean, I don't think Devonta Freeman is going to absolutely blow, but for some reason, Devonta Freeman is splitting work with Ito Smith, and Smith looks good. Yeah. So he's not, I mean, not in fantasy, if, he's not producing like good, but he physically looks. If Freeman's on your team, good. do you start him this week? No. Against Indy? No, probably not. Derrick Henry last week had 15 fantasy points, right? 16 fantasy points. Yeah. And then the week before, Austin Eckler got like 35 on him, 37. So. And it's a 40, what is it, 48 over under? I don't remember. Yeah. If Freeman has another bad week, though, this week, you're, he's done. Like, he's here like i'm done I'm, with him. I'm complete i am if I'm, if I'm a Devonte freeman owner and he has a yeah. bad week this week i am done with Devonte freeman wow you say usually you said you said four weeks yeah you told me can you sell him now you get four weeks yeah i would i'm mean, well what are you gonna get for him <laughs> right so. like, yeah that's true um yeah i would just keep an eye on freeman it's not like he blows it's just i don't know if he if he has a 15 point week then you got Freeman. oh well yeah yeah but if he, I even what if he gets at, five points this week i don't know I, you're not cutting him you're not dropping i'm him not cutting him but i'm like you're searching for options yeah I'm not, um i don't i also noticed that the years that devonta freeman was the number three four one you know number whatever top five running back in fantasy football those years were low scoring years for running backs so I also look at that and I was like, he's never scored over a hundred two hundred and fifty fantasy points in half PPR. So like that was concerning to me too. So yeah, that's... just keep an eye on Freeman. If he performs well this week, I would sell high. <laughs> right. Uh Julio Jones must start. Calvin Ridley, fourteen points start, game one. Start Calvin Ridley. Twenty points legit. game two. He's the Chris Godwin to What did I tell you early in the season about Dirk Cutter as well? Yeah. He likes to target two guys. I was this, just scared about Sanu. This is very similar to like a, a Antonio Brown Juju situation where they both could get targeted hundred and fifty yeah. times. Like that's very reasonable. Yeah, and Sanu's basically been kind of worthless right. at this point. Hooper had five points last week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not like so. I like Hooper, but he's doing he had, exactly what he did last year. It's yeah, you know, 12, 13, 14 fantasy point game, five point game, ten, five. Like right. it's, this is what he does. This is what yeah. Hooper does. If you have him, ride the storm, I guess. But <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like 
after four weeks, you're going to start seeing tight ends start to separate themselves a little bit. Like, yep. you're going to find out if Mark Andrews really is real and if Darren Waller is really real and, like, what is actually happening. You know right, what I mean? Right. And, like, the, the landscape will shift. But as of right now, we're all in a we're all in a situation where we got the thirty two starting tight ends on a dartboard and we're throwing a dart until we hit somebody. Yep. And the largest largest target right in the middle is like Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. It gets smaller with each. I was guy. Like that's an easy pick. Um, the Colts, Jacoby Brissett has not been a bad option uh, this week, no. especially against the Atlanta Falcons defense. He might be a streaming? good streaming option. Yes. For you in in leagues uh, if you are desperate <laughs> for a quarterback. Twelve team league. I think there's other options out there. Yeah. But if you if you want to wait till after the waiver priority passes and you get to Thursday and you're Brissette, like honestly, Brissett yeah, is not a bad streaming option. Not a bad streaming option at all. Marlon Mack seven points. Not great, but yeah, I don't I don't really know how I feel about Marlon Mack against Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, I love him against yeah. Atlanta. Against but. Atlanta, yeah, but like long term, he kind of makes me. He's kind of. But like, what do you have? Twenty one points week one. Yeah. He's kind of where he got drafted. Yeah, I, I fourth guess. round. I don't. I, he's inconsistent. Yeah, is what he is. Like, this get, is where he gotta, gets twenty one and seven. I'm like, week. I'm like sitting here looking at all these players, going, oh, "Which ones are bust? Which ones are not?" No, maybe just guys are inconsistent. Like, yeah, I, I yeah, just it just dawned on me. Uh, what did T. Y. Hilton do last week? Because I totally, uh, missed I think that. it was like twelve points. Was it twelve points? I'll go double um, check. I. T.Y. Hilton too. I, I don't want to say if you if you own all the Colts, you probably got to start them. But against Atlanta, it's a good week. For the it's Colts, a good actually. week. It's 40, 48 over under is what I said. So I think there's going to be a lot of points. To Although score Atlanta didn't hold the Eagles to twenty points, but the Eagles were also yeah. banged up the whole game. So. This this will be our last team, uh, by the way. But yeah, I would. So you would start Hilton for sure this week. I probably would start. Yeah, there. and then uh, what about Ebron? One touchdown no. last week. He's been no. basically worthless in fantasy. You know, the Ebron people are going to come out in droves and be like, "I told you so." The touchdowns are coming. <laughs> he also had three catches for yeah. twenty-five yards. Yeah. That, well, that's what that's what Ebron did last year. Three catches. Three. He had one game where he had three catches and three touchdowns. <laughs> Freaking Ebron, <laughs> he is he is a good red zone player. Yeah, he's a good red zone target, but I especially there's other, there's other tight ends. Especially there's with just so out. many tight yeah, end, it, other tight ends. That with you luck not out. there anymore, and Brissett, like they're not they they're good. They're not a, they haven't been a bad offense, and Brissett has not been bad. It's more or less the fact that they're not going to get in the red zone as much as Andrew Luck did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So if you have Ebron, I drop him. Like. Yeah, I, I get rid of them now. There's no reason right. to. I do the same thing with Jared Cook with the Saints. Well, well unless you're in the, like a really, really deep league, but yeah, I would. right. Well, then yeah, the Jared problem, Cook and you run now. You have here. now you have Jared Cook without Drew Brees. Oh yeah, so no, Jared Cook him. is see you later. Yeah, see you later. Eric Ebron gone, but so yeah, I, I I think there's only two guys that are worth starting at this point, and then Brissett streaming options. Yep. So um, that'll that'll do it for the Falcons at Colts next week. We'll talk about. The rest of the matchups, we only got the four in this show, so we got a lot of matchups to go <laughs> yes. through next episode. Um, but that'll do it. Be sure to listen tomorrow. Break down the rest of the episode. Uh, I mean, break down the rest <laughs> of the episode. Break down the rest of the matchups, and then yes. we'll do our starts and sits for the week. Do you got any uh, some, anything to leave our audience with before they uh, finish their car ride to work? The only the only advice I'd give you, the most important advice this week. Oh boy. You start Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> if you don't start Patrick Mahomes, you're cool. <laughs> uh, don't forget to check out the fantasychampions.com. 
articles, content, all yes. that stuff. Check out our website. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, talk to you tomorrow, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. 